In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in each week. Now, we do have listeners from all over the world, so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as digital transition and big data and how big data is changing our lives to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. But you really don't have to listen to all of our shows you on um, each week at 3 you can download them on Google Play, iTunes and you can listen to them all at once. They're all on Google Play, iTunes and Stitcher. In this series we give you great advice, leadership success stories that you learn from, stories that motivate you, stimulate new ideas and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me, send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to get a mail from you. Now, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. And as I said, if you miss us a week, you can always go back and listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Now, on to today's episode. Consumer insight is one of the most powerful tools marketers and publishers can hold. Discovering where your audience is, who your audience is, and their interests and habits not only allow you to talk to them and grow your business, and there's one channel that really talks to businesses and talks to the consumer, and that is the channel of the app. Now, data from App Annie shows that the average smartphone owner spends two hours and 15 minutes a day using apps, the equivalent of one month a year, if you can imagine that, one month a year. Now, the average person has 60 to 90 apps installed on their phone, using around 30 of them each month and launching nine per day. Now, as we become more and more mobile, these numbers will probably also increase. Now, did you know that the average user also gets nearly 50 notifications on their phone per day? Perhaps this is like one of the one common cultures across all country boundaries that connect us together. And that's the culture of the mobile user. But there are also apps that do not get used and people do not engage with them. So what's the difference? So what makes a good app engage us and what makes a bad app not engage us and what can businesses learn from this 
Most businesses would love to have the engagement rate that some of the top apps have. Now, our guest today has thought a lot about this subject and what businesses can learn from the success apps have. Now, and how can we apply this knowledge to our own business processes, operations, and marketing efforts? Our guest today is Neil Polachek. Now, Neil Polachek is an independent industry analyst, observer, and advisor, and has been for over 14 years. He was the director of research and consulting and the vice president of advisory services and the CEO of the Kelsey Group and the president of BIA Kelsey. Neil began his career knee-deep in the local space, working for a specific Bell directory. He helped oversee sales operations, sold print yellow pages door-to-door, ran the national marketing channel, and contributed to numerous strategic planning initiatives. He often notes that his most important career experiences was his nine-year months selling print yellow pages in California. During that time, he'd see a beauty salon at 9 a.m., a tire repair operator at 10.30, and a dentist at 12. So he learned to stand in the shoes of each of the different business owners and engage in two-way conversation and learn what was important about those businesses. Neil also spent time at Specific Telesis Group working on corporate development project where the company was elected to pass on acquiring Yahoo because at that time the asking price of $5 billion was perceived as way too expensive. After leaving Specific Telesis, Neil found his way to the Kelsey Group and he was a leading analysis an analyst at the Kelsey Group. He is convinced that the information and market research and analysis is important for both the businesses and the consumer. And he conceived the now legacy local commerce monitor, the first tracking study that captured media spending behavior of small and medium-sized businesses. Today, Neil advises companies operating in the local space, both established and startups, on the future of local and on the possible strategic outcomes. While Neil is asked to speak regularly at industry events in the United States and around the world, he is comfortable speaking with CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. He is speaking with CEOs of local businesses. In fact, he is now on a national tour speaking to hundreds of small and medium-sized businesses around the U.S. about thinking like an app. So, Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kimberly. It's great to be with you today. So, let's just start out, uh, you know, what, what do you mean thinking like an app, and how did you come up with this? Yeah, let, let me give you some context. So um, last late, last, about a year ago now, I think it was in mid, mid-year last year, uh, a company approached me and said, would you come and talk to our customers, uh, mainly advertising customers, about the customer journey? And I did a presentation that was a, you know, a traditional slide presentation with you know, awareness and sort of all the traditional factors of the customer journey. And I guess it went off pretty well. Um, you know, the, the business owners that were there liked it. And so they asked me to do some more because they were rolling out um, this thing called their growth lab. This is local IQ, which is the 
operator of USA Today and the Gannett Newspaper Network. Mm-hmm. And um, so they asked me to think about doing a presentation, a couple presentations last fall around the same subject. And I thought to myself, I was sitting at my desk sort of, you know, how you do your fingers on the desk trying to figure out what to say next or what to present next. And I sat there and I said, what if I thought about this, help businesses think about the world from the perspective of the way apps engage with customers? And, it's, and, and you know, your statistics were right on that, that we are living um, every day in these apps. Um, these apps are how we're, how we're managing our lives. Um, these apps are in some ways controlling our lives. Uh, you gave the statistics, it's only growing. So, so I sort of, I, I built this construct or this framework for thinking about the world differently, a little differently, which is called think like an app. <laughs> and, and so that's how I came up with it. I was, you know, just sitting in my desk, looking to figuring out what the next slide deck would look like. And it just dawned on me that think like an app was a great handle, so to speak, for how to present information that could help business owners, you know, do a better job of engaging with their customers. So, so Neil, why do yeah. why do we love apps so much? So, I mean, what makes what makes us engage with them? Well, I think there are a couple things. Um, <clears throat> they start to know us over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about you know, I mean, we could we could bash airlines all day long. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I happen to be a pretty loyal United Airlines customer because San Francisco and the Bay Area where I live, that's one of their bigger hubs. And, you know, I tap my United Airlines app and it says, hi, Neil. And it shows me how many miles I have and it shows me how close I'm getting to the next status level. And it shows me all of my... um, flights, you know, as I told you, I'm traveling all around the, the United States speaking on this topic. So it starts to understand me. Um, mm-hmm. There's the Domino's app. Um, we talk a lot about in the sessions, the Domino's app. Um, I don't know how many of your listeners have downloaded the Domino's app and use it, but it, it literally shows you your pizza being built and then your pizza being baked, and then your pizza being delivered. So these apps are, what I would say they are, they're doing a couple things. And, and let me sort of broaden the aperture up a little bit. I think that, that we're, we're in the, what I would call stage three of digital transformation. I would say, say stage one was the introduction of websites, Sort of 1995 through mid-2000s. You know, websites was sort of the first stage. The second stage were sort of the introduction of phones, so to speak. And I think we're in the third stage, which is really the, the immersion or us being immersed in these apps. And the reason apps, I think, are so important and what they offer are three things. Um, I think we're... we're Immediacy. Have you ever tapped on an app and it was closed for business? <laughs> That's a good one. 
It, they're never closed. They right. won't ask you to leave a voicemail and we'll call you back tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Apps are always working because we're always working. The mm-hmm. boundaries between work life and personal life have gone nearly vanished. Some hours during the work, what was the eight to five workday, we're now doing personal stuff. And there are plenty of hours, which was the personal hours from five till eight again in the morning, we're now doing work stuff. Mm-hmm. So the boundaries of our lives have, there are no boundaries. And so these devices know that and they work all the time. So immediacy is one thing. Second thing is transparency. Mm-hmm. Sharing, serving up what is, um, what is sort of where we are in a process, so to speak. Um, and the third is authenticity. So I think we're in this new age of apps, and doesn't mean every business should build an app, but but all businesses should think be thinking about immediacy, transparency, and authenticity. And apps have been what has sort of triggered that in my mind. Mm-hmm. And and that that makes a lot of sense, Neil. And when when I think about it, that that also relates to what we're looking for in the customer journey. And me as a customer, you know, I want that immediate reaction. I want that transparency and and I want authenticity. You know, I want to have it real, okay? And and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that and how those three things relate to this customer journey and what businesses can learn about that. But we're we're gonna take a short break, Neil, first. And when we come back, Um, I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into that. So for our listeners, we're talking today with Neil Polachek. He's an independent advisor and consultant. He was formerly the director of research and consulting and VP of advisory services and CEO of the Kelsey Group and president of BIA Kelsey. He advises companies operating in the local space, both established and startups, on the future of local and the possible strategic outcomes. Neil speaks regularly at industry events in the United States and around the world, and talking today about how businesses should think like an app and why we as users are are so consumed with the engagement and apps. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Neil, you can reach out to Neil on his website on www.thinklikeanapp.com. And also you can find Neil on LinkedIn under Neil Polachek and on Twitter under at Neil BP. When we come back, uh, I'd like to go a little bit, as I said, Neil, a little bit more into this customer journey and talk about these three dimensions that you've talked about. And for our listeners, I'm Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net. Leadership Beyond Borders is a program sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 Europe. CINDA also helps SMEs with digital advancement. CINDA does market research, is a thought leader in digital, and conducts conferences in Europe 
Middle East, and Africa. CINDA's local search conference will be held in Lisbon from October 13th to 16th, 2019. If you're interested in joining us there, please go to www.cinda.com and sign up. And with that, we're going to take a short break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We all hear about information security, identity, and privacy threats. The more technology becomes part of our lives, with more data created to provide insights about our lives, the more concerned we need to be. That's why it's important to tune in to Data Security and Privacy with The Privacy Professor. Host Rebecca Harold is an internationally recognized expert in these areas. Rebecca and her guests will let you know how to keep your business and personal data safe. Listen live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Every business wants to succeed. Every individual wants to succeed. But with an ever-changing economy, how can you manage to keep things doing so well, even in times of instability? You can. Tune in to Thriving in Uncertainty with host Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith and her guest experts have the answers you need to keep you ahead of the changing game in business. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Accept the challenge to succeed. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we're speaking with Neil Polacek. He's an independent advisor and consultant. He was formerly the director of research and consulting and the VP of advisory services and the CEO of the Kelsey Group and the president of BIA Kelsey. He now advises companies operating in the local space, both established companies and startups on the future of local and the possible strategic outcomes of that. Now, today we're talking about Neil's idea on thinking like a nap and how businesses really need today to think like a nap. So before the before the break, Neil, we, we talked about, you talked about three phases of digital, the website, then the mobile, and now kind of the... The, the age of the app. The age of the app, yeah. okay? And you talked about three, you know, three dimensions of the app that really make us engage, and that's the immediacy, the transparency, and the authenticity of the app. So can you, how does that relate to the customer journey? Can you talk a little bit about that? 
sure. I think I think uh, let's let's take them one by one. Immediacy. You know, um, it used to be that um, we could send an email and we'd wait and somebody would look at it and respond to us and we'd be okay with it maybe taking three or four hours or maybe even a day. Or we used to be okay leaving a voicemail for somebody and waiting maybe overnight or till the next day or the day after um, for a voicemail or for a response. Um, I think we've now moved into this age because of our, you know, these phones that we have in our pockets, right? This, I just got a new Apple one. I paid an outrageous amount of money for it. <clears throat> but it's a, it's a massive computer that's sitting in our pockets. And these massive computers are, I don't know, even know why they call them a phone anymore. Because I talk on it rarely, but what we do do on these phones is we engage with people. And we're increasingly engaging in the world of text, okay? Text has an, an immediacy factor that is unlike um, voicemail, is unlike um, uh, email. Uh, you, you, note, you might note that Slack, which is kind of like a, a text-based uh uh, employee uh, collaboration tool just, I think, went public. Um, there are good sides and bad sides. But we're now in this environment where immediacy really matters to us. And um, so the modern consumer, and that's what I would call sort of the growing population of consumers, even my mother, she's 92, she texts me all the time. <laughs> she doesn't leave me voicemails anymore. She texts me. And I saw this statistic the other day uh, around immediacy. Um, seven, I think it was 74% of consumers have zero unread text messages. Okay? Zero unread text wow. messages. But if I asked you, Kimberly, how many unread emails you have? Oh. Exactly. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> no more words to describe. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. And yeah. if I asked you even how many unlistened to voicemails do you have? Plenty of those too. Yep. Because those are not imme- those are not immediate things. They mm-hmm. can sit into a, a file and we get back to them as we can. But mm-hmm. somehow texting has our attention and has this immediacy. Mm-hmm. So so that's taken, you know, apps have, have driven that. You know, um, I think about Amazon in terms of immediacy, right? They are moving, you know, it was, you know, I, I go around the country in the United States and I've probably spoken to four or 500 business owners in the United States. I ask this question all the time. How many of you are Amazon, Amazon Prime members? Virtually every hand goes up in every session. Yeah. And that's a whole side topic. We're, we're all feeding the beast, and the beast will own us soon. But there are every, you know, these are all businesses of different safety sizes, different categories. They're all, they're all Amazon Prime. Why? Because buying is very easy, and when you're a Prime member, they've made it even easier. When I talk about immediacy, I talk not just about responsiveness, but is it, how easy is it to do business with that business? 
Amazon has made it incredibly easy for us to do business with them, particularly if we're a Prime member. I think of Prime as sort of like um, TSA Pre here in the United mm. States. That's how you get through the, uh, the security lines at the airport. You have to be TSA Pre or there's another one called Clear. These mm. are all ways to get through the line faster. Mm. So I asked business owners a lot about what is their TSA Pre? What are they doing to make it a one-click transaction? Because this is the way consumers demand and expect businesses to engage with them. There's an immediacy. Does that make sense? Yeah, so let me ask you this. So when, when I'm talking, it makes a lot of sense, Neil. And when you're talking about this, this immediacy, okay, and, and you're right, um, we have... You know, I I never listen to voice messages. I'll tell you that of convincing here on the air, and I mean emails. I'll go through, you know, up, you know, from time to time. So, so how does a business learn from that? So, we want immediacy. We know text. Do businesses start to have to text their customers? How, how are they? How can they learn from this? What can they actually do? Well, so um, same same report where I talked about zero. Um, 74% of consumers have zero uh, uh, unread text messages. About 60% of consumers would prefer to text a business about a scheduling or an appointment issue, okay? Uh-huh. okay. Whereas only about 30% of businesses are actually doing that. So there's this wide gap. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And you've heard me talk probably at, at events about Dan the dentist, my friend mm-hmm. Dan the dentist. Six years ago, I was, I was pleading with Dan the dentist to not leave me a voicemail that I have an appointment tomorrow, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I said, Dan, I don't listen to voicemail anymore. This was six years ago. Yeah. I said, Dan, I, I respond to text messages. Sure enough, he instituted a text messaging tool to say, hey, Neil, your appointment's tomorrow. Much easier. Mm-hmm. It's there written for me. It's not something I have to listen to. And so what I'd say to business owners today is that I, I basically tell them to kill their voicemail because mm-hmm. I think voicemail is death of a business. If I call a company and I get their voicemail, I'm likely to go find another company. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Consumers yeah. are not going to do that. The modern consumer is not going to do that. And so what are the replacements for that? Business owners can't work 24 by 7. That's, that's obviously unreasonable. But they can do a couple things. They can hire a live receptionist. And you see, with Google announced something yesterday. Um, I think it's called Call Voice or something. I can look it up. But they're doing this for small businesses to make it easier for small businesses to engage with their customers. Uh, it's around calls and stuff. You can, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's called Call yeah. Joy. Call yeah, Joy I think is what it, it's called. Yeah. Um, or they can institute chat. Um, chat is a really good way because big companies are training us as consumers to use chat. And mm-hmm. chat's gotten better. Chat seems, you know, I mean, I can do chat with a bank. I can do chat with the cable company. I can do chat with a lot of providers out there. And it's pretty darn helpful. And um, so what I'm encouraging small businesses, small and medium-sized businesses, is to imagine getting rid of your voicemail 
and communicating in one of three fashions with your customers. Text. If you're not around, hire an outside receptionist. There are a lot of these companies. Or use chat because Mm -hmm. I don't think the consumer necessarily wants to have an immediate, um, uh, wants their situation solved immediately. They just want to know that the business is on it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you go to a chat bot and you say, okay, um, I'm, you know, do you take this kind of insurance in the dental space? And it gets back to me and says, uh, yes, we take that. You know, would you like an appointment? That's good enough. That's yeah. really pretty good. I yeah. don't need to talk to somebody to do that. And on the other side, think about what chat does. Because I've been reading a lot about how one of the biggest challenges for businesses today are hiring good people. Mm-hmm. Huge challenge in the U.S., you know, pretty robust economy. If you can turn some of those activities over to chat, Okay, do you take insurance? Do you take this insurance? Do you, you know, in a dental practice, do you do uh, porcelains? All these things. Then you've enabled the person you're paying a lot of money at the front desk to do better in-office engagement with patients or in-office engagement with customers or doing the more what I would call purposeful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make- no, that make that makes a lot of sense, and 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 I, I like the dentist Dan situation because I hate voicemail, and I probably uh, all the time on my mobile phone I'll see like I have six or seven, and then I'll I'll wait a couple of days and then listen to them all at once. Pretty bad, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we're all that way. So that's the immediacy piece. Okay, so let's talk about the transparency. Okay, so transparency. Um, when I say transparency, what I mean by that is companies are learning to expose more information back to the consumer, back to their customer, their patient, what have you, um, um, to engage with them better. Let me, let me sort of walk through some of what I mean by that. I talked a little bit earlier about the Domino's example. Um, you know, Domino's if you and I had put money into these five companies, I think it was in 2011, Domino's, Alphabet, which is Google, Amazon, Apple, and Netflix, all pretty high-flying stocks, right? Yeah. We would have done best if we put our money in Domino's back then. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Domino's realized they were a tech company not at, that happened to make pizza, and they really, really leveraged technology to move, I think 85% of their orders now come through a digital platform. And part of it is what they did is they, as I talked earlier, they exposed the consumer to the process of building that pizza. Transparency. So mm-hmm. I talk a lot about this in our sessions and one of the, one of the uh, business owners, this was in Greenville, South Carolina. The gentleman runs a moving and storage company, long haul moving and storage. For those of you not in the United States, that's like moving stuff from Florida to Los Angeles. And he, ha- he says at any one point in time, he has 25 customers with a lo- you know, who are doing a long haul move with him. And he says, I get 25 calls virtually every day ask- by my customers asking me where my goods are. Where, mm-hmm. where are my stuff, right? Yeah. And we're having this conversation and he says, 
So what you're saying, Neil, is if I, I know where all of their stuff is. I have it right here on a spreadsheet because I have sensors in all the trucks. I know that Neil's stuff started in Florida, is now in Texas, and tomorrow will be in, uh, you know, uh, Arizona. He says, what you're saying, Neil, is I, it's, I should turn around, that around and send that to them. Mm. send them a, a message, either an email or a text or some form of message that says, hey, Neil, your stuff is now in Amarillo, Texas. Your stuff is now in Phoenix, Arizona. Your stuff is now in Los Angeles, California, right? Mm. He says he'd save all this time, all these calls, and he's being more transparent with his customer. And consumers yeah. love that transparency. We watch the Uber driver reach us, don't we? Mm-hmm. We open our right. app and we watch them come to us. Transparency. Yep. All this stuff around transparency. Amazon, your product, your, your, your package has left the warehouse. It's in route. It's now in your local area. It's now at your doorstep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yep. I talked to a, a pool uh, 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 a car spa guy. These are guys who wrap cars, you know, in interesting stuff. People like their cars wrapped in, you know, colors and stuff. And he says every hour while he's doing a job, he sends a picture of the job in process to his customers. Transparency. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean by transparency. Yeah. I think and we'll have time on the other side for um, authenticity. Uh, yeah, authenticity. We can do that afterwards. But this, this is this is great. I mean, I, because that is so important. I mean, you're get. We have t- we don't have a lot of time today, and so we want to know when we're going to get that package delivered. We want to know when we have to be home. We want this trend. We want to see how our goods are being built. Um, but so I that you know businesses can really learn from that. So Neil, we're going to we're going to take a short break now um, okay. and when we come back we're, we'll talk about the third dimension and then a little bit more on thinking like an app and how businesses can learn from thinking like an app. And for our listeners, we are speaking with Neil Polochek. He's an independent advisor and consultant. He was formerly the director of research and consulting and also the vice president of advisory services and CEO of the Kelsey Group and the president of BIA Kelsey. He advises companies in the local space both startups and established companies on the future of local and the possible strategic outcomes. Neil speaks regularly at industry events in the United States and around the world. And we're talking about Neil's latest tour that he's doing, um, helping businesses get things right by thinking like an app. And if you'd like to reach Neil, you can reach him on his website, www.thinklikeanapp. And he's also on Twitter, at, at Neil BP. And you are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And this program is sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association, and the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 Europe. Cinda also helps SMEs with digital advancement. Cinda does market research, is a thought leader in digital, and conducts conferences in Europe, 
Middle East, and Africa. Cinda's local search conference will be held in Lisbon, Portugal, from October 13th to 16th, 2019. And if you're interested in coming to see us in Lisbon, please go to www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking with Neil Polachek, independent advisor and consultant. He was formerly the director of research and consulting, VP of advisory services and CEO of the Kelsey Group and president of BIA Kelsey. Now, Neil advises companies in the local space, both established and startups on the future of local and uh, its possible strategic outcomes. And Neil is currently touring the country with his program for businesses, small and medium businesses, on thinking like an app. And we've been talking about that, Neil. It's absolutely absolutely fascinating. And we talked about um, the immediacy, the transparency, and authenticity is what we're going to talk about now, okay? Right. So so let's, um, t- you know, that was kind of the third dimension. You know, you have to be authentic, okay? What, yep. what do you mean by that, okay? So, so I think that, that today's modern consumer is looking for authentic uh, experiences, authentic vendors, 
Um, you look around today and, um, you know, what's happening in, um, I was reading something about uh, a, a skincare company. Um, these big behemoth skincare companies are having to partner with or even buy some of these startup skincare companies because they offer a more, create a more authentic perception. And, and or many of your listeners might remember Tom's, the shoe company, where they were giving away shoes. You know, if you bought a shoe, they gave oh, away yeah. a shoe. Um, this is what I mean by authenticity, that there's some, and, and in some ways there's some greater good that's going on here. There's some social value. There's some authentic connection to the community. Um, I think that that the days of the um, behemoth company being sort of where we go is just over. Um, mm-hmm. And um, because unless that company or that provider can authentically connect to me in some way, um, not in some fake way, but in an authentic way, that's kind of what, what's grabbing the modern consumer today. That's where they're putting their money, um, whether it's on a social platform. Um, you know, we see, you know, YouTube. I mean, 20 years ago, I didn't know what YouTube was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I thought, oh, nobody will ever watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now we're watching this stuff at incredible volumes, and it might be as simple as how to fix a, uh, uh, a drip hose line, but it's authentic. It's a guy mm-hmm. in his backyard showing people how to fix a drip line, okay? And there's the, when I mean authentic, I mean there's something real about it. It's not overly staged. It's not overly perfected. It's not overly uh, produced. Mm-hmm. There's a realism to it. Do, do, you think, do you think this is also kind of a, a move um, away from you know, big corporations or big, you know, they're so giant, you really can't see behind them. So people want something more real. And, uh, and um, they feel if the if the company is authentic, they can reach out to them. Do you yes. think there's kind of a wave there? That's right. And so and so what the big companies are having to do is you read all about customer experience. That's mm-hmm. the new sort of differentiator in the market. Unless you have um, a compelling customer experience, you will be rendered to the uh, commoditized business uh, mm-hmm. dog pile, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mean dog pile, uh, junk pile. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know dog pile I mean. is also pretty good. <laughs> dog pile too. I mean, you won't make any money. Yeah. You know, I think about a company like Patagonia, mm-hmm. right? Um, for those of listeners it's a, who don't know it, it, I think it's a global company. Yeah. It's, you know, um, outdoor wear and stuff like that. I have this magazine sitting on my desk from them. I can't, it's 94 pages. Mm-hmm. It's a 94-page magazine of content, of articles about uh, can farmers save our home planet um, uh, in Morocco, ask where the mules go. I mean, it's got all this stuff. And in mm-hmm. it are products. Mm-hmm. But it's wrapped in content. It's wrapped in authentic information. 
And what does that allow Patagonia to do? Charge double for the same stuff I could get at these other providers. Mm-hmm. And, and so what I mean by all three of these things, Patagonia is in, in some ways the best example of a lot of these things of, of immediacy because they'll ship stuff, off, uh, transparency. You take something back, they'll fix it or they'll give you a new one. They talk a lot about um, renewable clothes, you know, mm-hmm. taking clothes that you turn back to them and, and um, reusing them. So it's just, I mean, that's what consumers, the modern consumer today is demanding, in fact, not just expecting. Yeah. And, and so when you look at that, um, how can a local business then, is this about creating content? Is this about how you reach out to your neighborhood? How can a local business yeah. be it's authentic? All, okay. So let's go. I think it, it is, I think business owners need to do a better job of connecting to their customers in their local market and helping their customers connect with each other. Mm-hmm. Sponsor a 10K race, okay? Sponsor a picnic. Invite all your best customers because you know what? And have them bring one of their friends. You've just grown your customer base by 2X potentially. Mm-hmm. And if you invite your best customers and know who your best customers are, then in fact, um, you're, you know, they'll bring people who are like them and you'll get a whole nother stack of great customers. We ask a lot of, a lot of businesses about how they, um, how they capture their customers' information. And it's amazing how many are still capturing it on Post-its and on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was listening to this podcast the other day. There's a little bit of a tangent. I will be quick that all businesses need to have a uh, be crisis ready. Every business will go through a crisis. Maybe it'll be an article in a local newspaper that your hiring practices are wrong or something mm-hmm. or, or accusing you of something that may not be true at all. If all of your customer information is on pieces of paper and you want to respond immediately, you don't have a way to do that. Okay, and I think a lot about this, um, you know, uh, because um, if businesses don't capture name, address, name, mobile phone number and email address and and make sure they're connected on a social platform, maybe it's Instagram, another way to connect, maybe it's Facebook, another way to connect, maybe it's LinkedIn, depending on your business. You need to have a way to instantly message to your entire customer base about some incident or some crisis. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, and a crisis happens to your business, you're going to be overwhelmed by it. So, and, you know, we're, I know GRDP and, and is it GDPR? GDPR. GDPR, that's going to be an issue. If business owners don't have that information and can't respond quickly, they're in trouble. It's happening yeah. in California here. So yeah. I kind of wandered around that. But, but there are a lot of things small business owners can do to get them, what I say, modernize their business for today's mm-hmm. modern consumer. 
Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit it's a little bit confusing. So I mean, this has been great because I think these three dimensions on thinking like an app really hit it at home, Neil. Um, but as as we advance, I'm sure apps are also going to be you know becoming engage us even more, okay, and have more technology, okay, and um, businesses have to keep up with that. Yeah. So think thinking about that. Uh, we have a lot of businesses out there, but it's not just about the small and biz- small and medium businesses, is it, Neil? It's also the big ones should learn. Sometimes they don't think they have to, but they should learn. So as we're we're getting towards the end of the show, I, I'd like to kind of wrap this up and and hear your message to both small businesses, small and be- medium businesses, on on what they have to do to to really and get their customers engaged and keep them engaged yeah. and maybe maybe a kind of one tip to large businesses yeah. also so so here's here, let, let me take it back even a little bit more i think we're now in a place in our world culture in our global culture in our individual country culture in our individual community culture where um, everybody has to think this way and what I mean by that is, I think the local city council in my town here in Marin County, California, ought to be thinking this way, because I'm a constituent, right? I pay taxes here. If I put in plans to remodel my house for some reason, should I be so lucky to have money to do that? <laughs> and, and I put in plans... And it goes into a black hole for six months. And I don't know where my plans are in the planning process. That's a failure, right? Mm -hmm. Perfect example, yeah. If I'm a sales rep, okay, and I'm selling something to somebody and engaging them, and I'm I'm not sharing with them where we are in that process and being transparent and being authentic and, and being having some immediacy, I'm out of the game. So it doesn't matter... What kind of businesses we're in, whether we're a, a, a public entity like the city council, whether we're a government agency, whether we're, you know, United Airlines. United Airlines has realized that that app is now their gold. That mm-hmm. is their gold connection to me as a customer because that app is for me. It says, hi, Neil. It will learn more and more over time. And even the CEO of United Airlines has made it very clear that that app is going to be the center play, centerpiece of my experience for United Airlines. Yeah. It is the centerpiece. Um, so, again, it doesn't mean small businesses should build an app, but they mm-hmm. absolutely need to be thinking along these dimensions of immediacy, transparency, and authenticity. Authenticity. Authentic, mm-hmm. authentic, <laughs> you got to be authentic. Whatever. Yeah, authentic. Right? Whatever. Yeah. And 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 you know, business owners um, can can quickly understand this as they experience other businesses and other entities through the apps they use, mm-hmm. and say, yeah. "Hey, could I do that for my business? Do I need an app to do that, or can I just send an email to remind people what happened?" Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and one one tip, so I think that's perfect for our small business. One one quick tip, because we're running out of time on big businesses. Okay, any message for them? Well, I I think same I, same thing. <laughs> I think they they big businesses have the resources to leverage uh, machine learning to mm-hmm. make these things even better. That's something that the small businesses don't. Yeah. But I was talking to my friend Dan the dentist yesterday. He had invited me to do a presentation around this at Rotary Club. And I, I said that somebody brought up machine learning and AI. And I said, well, Dan as an individual dentist really cannot leverage AI. Because AI and machine learning requires massive amounts of data. Yeah. But if every dentist in America, imagine if every dentist in America or in the world put their patient information, 10 pieces of patient information, you know, about gum disease or what have you into one database. And then they did machine learning on that, right? Mm -hmm. And then gave it back to the dentists. Then in fact, even that dentist could benefit from machine learning. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, um, big businesses, Small businesses, everybody needs to be thinking like an app. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great message. So, Neil, thank you so much. This has been really enlightening. And for our listeners, we have been speaking with Neil Polochek. He's an independent advisor and consultant. He was formerly the director of research consulting and VP of advisory services and CEO of the Kelsey Group and president of BIA Kelsey. He now advises operating companies in the local space, both established companies and startups on the future of local and possible strategic outcomes. Neil speaks regularly at industry events, and he's now touring the country talking about thinking like an app. And if you'd like to connect with Neil, you can connect with Neil on www.thinklikeanapp.com. And he's also on Twitter under at NeilBP. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. It's a program sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and CINDA, the Search and Information Industry Association. CINDA is located in Europe and does market research and is a thought leader in digital and conducts conferences in Europe, Middle East, and Africa region. Cinda's next conference is the Local Search Conference, which will be held in Lisbon, Portugal, October 13th to 16th, 2019. And if you're interested, please go to www.cinda.com. Cinda also has scholarships available for emerging startups and emerging companies. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. Please send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tune in to us each week. Download us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And Neil, once again, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. Kim, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Love talking to you. And thank you. Thank you, our listeners. And tune in next week. And until then, bye for now. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.